Welcome to episode 116 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Hitman 2, part 2. If this is your first time checking out our Hitman 2 series, you might want to go back to episode 115, check that out first, and then come back to this once you're done. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I have three friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Michael Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about a very great episode of a very great game. Here to talk about a very great episode of a very great game is our second friend, Mo Murtati. I am so excited. We're in Miami. We got fast cars. We got weapons. I'm excited for this one. Would this be appropriate to sing Tracy Chapman's Fast Car? I don't know that song, but (laughs) we're going to have some words later. Uh, Our third guest, um, a UI UX designer from IO Interactive, is Morton Elgard. Morton, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me and asking for you to do so. Yeah, uh, well, you've been in the Left Behind Game Club community since we did the first Hitman series, I believe, almost two-ish years ago. So obviously we have to have you on the show today. Um, do you want to tell the folks listening a little bit about yourself before we get into it? Uh, sure. Um, my name is Morten. I've been at uh, IO Interactive for uh, three years now, working as a UI designer at a small five-man UI team at IO. Uh, yeah, trying to uh, make everything like as clear and visible to players of the Hitman games too. To make sure yeah. that they kill their targets in the correct way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're really excited to talk about to, with you today is, is because we love this game, the first game, the second game so far. Um, and you'll be able to bring us like some really unique insights. So again, thank you for coming on. We are very happy to have you. And with that, um, let's give you the briefing for this episode. Good afternoon, 47. Your destination is the annual Global Innovation Motor Race in Miami, Florida. After analyzing the data from Reynard's computer, the case is clear. The Providence defectors are Robert and Sierra Knox, head of robotics developer Kronstadt Industries. A visionary inventor and technological innovator, Robert Knox has spearheaded Kronstadt Industries to the bleeding edge of technological development. His equally brilliant daughter, Sierra, is not only a financial wizard, but also a fiercely competitive race car driver with a fiery temper to match. Kronstadt enjoys enormous popularity with global consumers. However, few are aware that the company is also one of the world's leading suppliers of next-gen military tech. Last year, despotic ruler Jin Po employed prototype Kronstadt drones against peaceful civilian protesters in the now infamous Tungyan Valley incident. And although it has yet to be proven, there is little doubt that the Noxes personally broke the deal, making them complicit in a war crime. It is unclear why the Noxes would betray their masters, but likely the fear of being next on the Shadow Client's hit list has pressured them to cut a deal with the enemy. Undoubtedly, with Kronstadt Industries on their side, the militia will increase their attacks tenfold. And so our contract obligates us to retire Robert and Sierra Knox and contain the damage they may inflict on Providence. I will leave you to prepare. All right, y'all. So that's Miami. Uh, that's what we're doing today. Before we get into that, does somebody want to tell us kind of where we left off when we uh, started the tutorial of this game? You know, I, the, where we last left off was um, a beach house in, I think, believe New Zealand. Um, we, you know, killed killed some people. Uh, we each had our own different methods of doing that, and then escaped on the beach, hiding in some uh, some some beach grass. Gone on a boat and and drove away. And then I think we got a nice little cutscene with uh, Agent 47's handler, uh, kind of explaining uh, how we were going to go from from here. And I, I have to be honest, I am so confused when it comes to the Hitman story. There there are so many backstabs, uh, you know, flipping the tables, uh, double, triple, quadruple agents that uh, that I I'm I'm at a loss. But it all seems very cool. It all seems very fun and like the best parts of like evil villains in Bond movies. 
Michael, uh, you, you don't like like secret organizations that like have an objective but then secretly may have a different objective <laughs> and an agent who is like the hero who like is learning about his past, like that's him man. Like it's simple, baby. I love it. I love it. It's it's a ton of fun. Um but yes, I'm I'm definitely lost in parts of the story. All right, well let's at least set up this piece of the Miami uh of Miami. So your targets in this case, as mentioned in the briefing, Robert and Sierra Knox, they're a father-daughter team that run the robotics company Cronstant Cronstant Wow, Cronstant Stant. Cronstant <laughs> Could somebody help me here? That was funny. Cronstant Industries. Thank you. Cronstant Industries. Oh, wow. They uh they deal in next-gen military tech. And uh, there's some there's some funny business going on. But beyond that, Sierra is like the CFO of the company and drives race cars in her spare time. I guess she's like a real Elon Musk-esque figure, um, likes to do crazy high risk stuff in her spare time. Uh, this is the point in the show where we will walk through and tell you everyone's scores. And typically what we do is whoever has the lowest score goes first. So unless Mike or Morton had something else, we'll get into the scores. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I would. I would just add that while the uh, you know the voiceover video intros give you a ton of really cool context, context, easy for me to say, and set up the mission really, really well. Um, I love reading through the full bio and story for each of the individual targets um, because I think one of the cool things that I found out is. Um, she joined the finance department of her father's company secretly and worked her way up um, to, I think, uh, like interview for the CFO role or something like that and surprised her father as being one of the candidates. And I was like, oh, there's some like interesting father-daughter dynamic here too, like really trying to prove herself. Um, and you see that in the things that you find out about the character as you play the game, um, like the shot-for-shot the -shot competition that, that ends up happening. So anyways, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I just want to add, add that uh, Sierra is a race car driver because uh, she has an inferiority uh, inferiority um, problem with her complex. father. Yeah, complex with her father, Robert, because uh, he hasn't put that much attention to her. And in his younger days, he was also a race car driver, but had a bad crash. And that's why he's uh, badly burned at part of his face. I recognized the burning, but I didn't see any of the backstory as to what that was. I, I, I must have skimmed over that. Um, that makes a lot of sense. And, and actually also the one who's arranging the next generation uh, race uh, is actually an old rival for Robert Knox. So there is a mission story where you can, you know, he wants to uh, really thwart uh, Robert and, uh, and make Sierra pay for his old vengeance. So... That's also oh, I love that love so it. much. And Michael, you were saying it's confusing. Vengeance, revenge. That's that's the story here. Um, I'm not saying it's confusing. I'm just saying I've got a small brain and I got confused. A that's lot. fair. You do have a small brain. Uh, let's get into the part where we talk about our scores. Uh, so uh, why don't uh, Mo, you go first and let us know. You, actually, do you want me to just share your score, Mo? Um, sure. However we want to do it. We could go like low to high or high to low. Um, so maybe Jacob, you do like a drum roll and tell us who the lowest is and then maybe they go first. Maybe it's me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have compiled the scores for this episode and I'm going to go through them and we're going to share our stories in Hitman to the finish line one by one, starting with the lowest score, which is drum roll, please. <laughs> Uh, unsurprising, it's me. Oh. Uh, I'm at the bottom, 63,060, which is two stars. Not too bad compared yeah. to previously how I played this game. Zero stars a lot of the time. Not at all. Uh, Mike is in third place with 92,596, wow. which is a, a really great score at three stars, but is not good enough to uh, take down our two at the top. Morton is in second place with 126,291. And in first place, the king, the new king, uh, it's Mo, our chief guns officer himself, <laughs> giving the, 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 the bullets to everybody. Uh, I'm not sure I've seen Mo like, have, a, have a visceral reaction like that with that, that much enthusiasm. Ever. Okay. 
it's not because Morton's on the call, but Hitman is one of my favorite game series. Like I've like I have I've played like Conviction way back when. Uh, Hitman 2016 was great. Absolution. I I love these games. So when we like talk about our scores, it brings out that inner like this is one of my favorite games. And the fact that I won, I'm like <laughs> ah yes, this is probably the only time I'm gonna win. So I'm gonna milk it and savor it as much as I can. This was such a great mission. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to hop too too far into some of my thoughts. But Jacob, walk us through what you're playing. Yeah, and and y'all know how I play this game. I play this game like a like a dodo bird who just like I, I have shiny <laughs> thing syndrome where I'm like ooh chance to kill and I just do it when I have the opportunity. So I was a little proud of myself because half of this mission I took in like a really deliberate and like well thought out way, and then as I tend to the second half of the mission was just a cluster for me. So I first started by going around um, to the back of, of Kronstadt Industries and ended up finding Ted Mendez. So Ted Mendez, if, if y'all know, uh, he's like a military contractor talking on his phone really loudly about like the deal that he's going to do. And so quickly took him out, took his, his uniform, and uh, what I ended up doing is entering as him you get to meet Robert Knox because they're working on this next generation of like Android killing devices that you essentially put someone's picture in front of a scanner and that person will be targeted for murder. There's an elegant way to do it and maybe one of y'all did the elegant way, but I couldn't figure out how to get a picture of Robert Knox in time. So what I ended up doing is following him around kind of just like really terribly <laughs> like for a while uh-huh. and he finally got out to a balcony at one point yes, he got he out does. to a balcony he's got one guard with him so for me it was like no it was screwdriver or sharp object <gasps> i forget what it was to robert knox and then just quickly like doing the like punch knockout to his guard so not great but i hey guys i did it jacob you're so close to perfection. <laughs> yeah. Mo was like, just push him off the bed. No, I have to throw sharp objects. That's my thing. They yeah. don't call me the screwdriver honest, for I'm, no I'm, reason. You're yeah. trying to, Starting you're trying to tighten a screw. Yeah, that's head. it. That's it. Um, so that was like a, like a three out of five elegance wise. And then for me, like it totally falls apart for Sierra Knox. So... I end up walking around a lot. I know that there's a mascot that's involved. I, I couldn't figure out a spot where I could quietly take out the mascot. Um, I'm not going to get into what, what the pass you can take because I, I don't want to spoil what y'all potentially had done. Uh, but for me, I ended up finding some rat poison. And so uh, there's a point where uh, Sierra and her assistant go up into like a one of those like food tents and I think her assistant uh, had there's some a water bottle, and so I put poison in the water bottle. The assistant takes it, and I thought like, oh cool, she's gonna like leave, and I'm gonna have Sierra to myself, and it's gonna be perfect. That doesn't really happen, so I got impatient, and what I ended up doing was <laughs> just doing the same thing to both of them, where I think I threw <laughs> like a blunt object. Uh, like a not a sharp object, but like a dull object at the assistant, and then threw a sharp object at like Sierra and ran away. Unfortunately for me, not elegant at all. So I I had to just like run away as people were shooting me in the level. I didn't have a crowbar, so I couldn't escape out of the like um, at the sewer. So I had to run all the way across the level and like find a van to get into or find like a gate to get out of. So guys, my uh, solution was not elegant. But I did the thing. I did the murder. But you got I did done. the thing. You got and that's done. what's great. Like, get me out of the way first because I do dumb, dumb stuff. And then Mike's like, <laughs> I curated this wonderful kill where she ate this food, took a shot, was in the bathroom, murder. Like, I'm just excited to hear what you did, Mike, because you always do it so much better you know, than I do. Mike is very sophisticated. He probably was like, I fabricated a new alloy, created a blade, <laughs> and let it float because it was weighed less than air and it went into their eye. Like, it's like, wait, I what? Mean, uh, yeah, I am the artisanal killer. Um, I will say that I, I clearly did not get the best kills uh, because I am in third place. Uh, but the way that I approached it was... So I initially launched into the level and just spent a lot of time just wandering around, finding a million different paths and a million different things to do. And then my connection to the servers dropped and I had to restart the level. 
which actually worked out for the best because I, I realized what I wanted to do. So started right from the gate, walked through, got frisked by the guy, walked up to uh, the, the stands and found someone from the pit crew there who's very disgruntled that his boss uh, is, is, you know, not very friendly. And I follow him over to the porta potty, choke him out, put on his clothes, dump him in a, a dumpster, and make my way over to the, the pit crew. Um, I almost get caught a bajillion times. I'm, I was, you know, we were, we were talking a little bit about this before we recorded, but every time I saw that yellow marker, I just started sprinting away from it <laughs> to make sure that I did not, uh, <laughs> that I did not get uh, caught or in trouble or that they were suspicious of me. Um, and grab the, grab the, I'm blanking on what it's called, but it was essentially that wrench gun. Torque uh, wrench? Waited, yeah, waited for, um, waited for her to come in for her final pit stop and then, uh, tampered with the wheels because okay. unfortunately I did not have the sugar to put into the engine or some of the other items that you could do to sabotage the car. Um, so yeah, d- destroyed the wheels. Watch the little cutscene as she pulls out, gets destroyed, clearly is murdered, and then went to do the rest of the race. But or the the remainder assassination. But what I thought was like really comical along the way was how the race just continues, and the dialogue of the people is as if nothing <laughs> serious has happened, as if no one has just been murdered in front of their eyes in a fiery car car crash. Um, but you know, I, I think that's understandable considering just how many paths and, um, you know, different ways that you can take this, this, this mission or this approach. Um, then I snuck my way, uh, in with the, the pit suit up across the, the, um, across the, the racetrack, um, you know, fumbled with a sink had a nerdy guy in a in a tie, gray shirt and tie, come in to take care of it. Choked him out, <laughs> put him in the locker, wore his clothes around. Found the AI, um, you know, demonstration that you were talking about, Jacob. And I heard, oh, you need to go find uh, Mendez's clothes, or you need to go find Mendez. Uh, tracked him out to a corner, choked him out by a bush, hit him hit him behind um, a fern, uh, wore his outfit up up to it had a talk with uh with our target um and then got very frustrated because all along the way i had been picking up all of these different cards with different faces of people but i had (gasps) not found the target's photo gotcha okay so you know he does the demonstration and i'm just sitting there frustrated thinking like how how am i going to get these this computer this ai to start shooting at him so when I walk up to him later, I realize, oh, I can ask him to do this again. So I just start running around the top floor of the, the executive level, and I find a conference room with a bunch of guys talking through the ethics of uh, AI murdering <laughs> robots, um, <laughs> which I really did appreciate. But I didn't spend much time there debating it with them. I just grabbed a, a, the cover of a magazine with his face on it, went back there and said, hey, let's do it again. And uh, allowed the AI to assassinate him, and then you know slow strolled out of there to the uh, to the gates, and and that was that was how I did it. I, I fortunately was not caught by any cameras, was not spotted. Um, tried to have the most stealthy, would not know forty seven was there uh, as possible. I think it's really interesting on this level specifically how the um, the race takes place for about twenty minutes. So if you want to kill Sierra first while she's racing, you have to do it in the first 20 minutes. I think I took something like 27 minutes to do mine, which means that like as soon as she got out of her race car, I was like, time for murder. Uh, but <laughs> to, to beat this game, you essentially have to pick, you have to pick Sierra. Ah, uh, you don't have to. Nope. But it's probably easier to pick Sierra first. And Morton's like, no, that's the brilliance of I our game. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Uh, yeah, but... Um, the thing is about the race is, yes, it ends in uh, 20 minutes, but uh, you can alter the race in multiple ways to uh, either uh, disqualify uh, Sierra, so she loses the race, and she will lose the race by default. Her rival, uh, Moses Lee from the uh, Chinese uh, Kahoon uh, company, he will actually win the race. 
at one point of the level, there is a race marshal in a little tower opposite the stands. If you take him out and take his disguise, you can uh, disqualify Moses Lee or Sierra. So if you disqualify uh, Moses Ooh. Lee, Sierra wins the race and she will enter the podium, where, which leads to other kill opportunities. You can, of course, also dress out as a, a so, mechanic for Moses Lee's team, do the pit stop with him, sabotage his car so that he is also uh, disqualified and loses. So, okay, so I need to ask, is the race master the guy with an orange vest, uh, the the headset, and the binoculars? Yes, that is correct. Because, okay, I, I snuck past him. I choked him out on a couple of occasions before I reloaded. Um, realizing that I didn't need to take care of him, I could just walk past him with uh, with my mechanics outfit. There are multiple uh, race marshals throughout the level. Okay, love it, Morton. I think you're up. Okay, well, uh, I guess just for people who haven't played the Miami level, I can just say that it's uh, it's a level split in two, where uh, one part is all about the race, uh, like stands. Uh, lots of fans and you can go around and see all the different teams and the other part of the level is uh, the Kronstadt building which used to be an aquarium but has been taken over and is slowly being converted into like the showroom and such and down the middle of the level there is the racetrack with uh, overpasses over between the two parts and you can also go uh, under in a car park Uh, now I've played this level quite a bit so i had unlocked a few items so i decided to take a proximity mine and a lock pick because you know lock picks are always good and the proximity mine i had something in mind with that um, and i i could complete this level very quickly and get a five star rating because i know how to do so but that wouldn't really be interesting for this podcast so <laughs> I uh, decided to play as uh, if 47 was a vengeful spirit or like <laughs> a cat playing with its prey, you could say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I started out from the standard uh, position, like looking at the racetrack. I went under uh, the, the racetrack and to the Kronstadt building. And just at the right, there is uh, like this fenced gate, which I lockpick. And I ran, ran up some stairs, and then you are at this overpass, but you can also enter the Kronstadt building. It's like the second floor. So I went in there. I picked up some uh, item that was in this maintenance room uh, on the table just on the left. And then I continued through the room, uh, which brings you to like uh, these walkways in the Kronstadt building. But if you just turn right there, there's an open window, and you get out onto a ledge over the racetrack. And then I climbed uh, a drain pipe, and then I was on the third level, on top of the Kronstadt building. And you can do this very quickly. This is like some Assassin's Creed stuff, like just climbing up ladder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I decided to like lure in one of uh, the security guards who have this uh, brown suit, uh, and just choked him out and took his suit. And that's a really good disguise, because you can walk across most of the level, actually, with it. Um, and just there is this small bathroom with some eye drops. And I went in there and I put something in them. And then I went to Robert Knox's office. And uh, you can hear his guards discuss that, uh, oh, he has like, he's very fussy about the, the air quality and the temperature because of his former burn damage. So I fiddled with the temperature there. And uh, he comes in and he you know, gets really angry. Who, to- who messed with the, this uh, temperature? I've told you several times not to do it. And then he walks off to, uh, to the small bathroom to take his eye drops. And I followed him there and slowly stood there. And then he picks up and up and he puts them in his eye. And then he has a really bad reaction to putting rat poison into his eye for some reason. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah, I could, of course, also have brought lethal poison, but I thought that would be too easy. <laughs> yeah. And then he walks out into the bathroom, and, you know, you could then, you know, slam dunk his head into the toilet. 
again a little too easy so we are not even getting started with like uh, making him pay for whatever he's done so after i've done that i uh, i walked out again and down to uh, the crossway got over to the other side of the racetrack and just when you enter the race uh, area normally there is this security area just on the right lots of normal security guards Inside that, you can hear uh, there's a two-way mirror where they're interrogating a race marshal, asking him, um, we caught you with a device. Uh, why did you have this? And he's just like, oh, it's for Moses Lee. He really likes fireworks and you know, something like that. And uh, there is a small uh, notepad you pick up in the central area of that security area, which opens up, uh, gives you the code for uh, uh What's it called? A safe. Inside, you find a remote explosive oh. and a note. And a note telling you to, uh, to plant this on Moses Lee's car and dial the number afterwards when you're done. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I made my way over to, uh, to the paddocks or like the, the different teams' uh, garages. I choked out a Kronstadt mechanic took his disguise and uh, then I went in and did the whole thing about like doing the pit stop with Sierra planted the explosive device on a car which is one of the standard uh, things that you can do and at any time you can then press the button and <laughs> she dies but wow. we're not done yet so uh, <laughs> so after this, I'm going to skip over a bit because I did something that we'll get back to later. But after I had run a bit around the level, I went to a payphone and I called the number. And it's Robert Knox who takes a phone call. And he goes, oh, it's done. Great. Meet me at the overpass. So I make my way back there. I take up the old uh, brown security guard uniform and I meet him at the top of this overpass. And he has this long speech about like, tomorrow they'll just say that it was a terrorist attack oh. and they won't know what happens. And Sierra will win. And then you give him the ro remote explosive device. And then he watches as Moses Lee and Sierra, Sierra uh, comes running up through the... The, the race hall just below him and he says this is for you and then he presses the button and Sierra's car explodes gets out and burns oh, man. and then he just stands there and goes this this wasn't supposed to happen I don't understand how why wow. and wow. 47 is just standing there looking at him <laughs> saying What's nothing yeah, with his cold stare and then he goes oh I, I get it. It's it's kind of elegant in a way. Uh, I won't uh, I won't uh, do anything stupid again. I'll go back to uh, being part of this organization. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me, then I, I I think I need a bit of time for myself. And he's standing right close to the edge of this overpass, so you could at any <laughs> point just you know give him a slight push over the edge and down onto the racetrack. But again, that's a bit too easy. So <laughs> the thing is that after he's done this and been emotionally scarred for life, um, or at least what's left of it anyway, uh, he will try and make his way to the helicopter pad that's at the top of the Kronstadt building. So I follow him a bit. I quickly choke out his guard because I don't want him to be involved anymore. And I just follow Robert Knox slowly this guy who gave him the remote explosive just minutes before walking past behind him. And then I run past him and up onto the helipad, being careful not to get too close to what I've planted up there a few steps from the helicopter. <laughs> Remind me never to double cross you, Martin. Proximity mine. Proximity mine and a propane tank and Ooh. a Kronstadt booster. <laughs> And the Kronstadt booster is this small explosive device that they use for their race cars to make them run very much faster. So as he is a few steps from the helicopter and getting away, the proximity mine explodes and it sends him flying. 
And I got a screenshot where he's like flying in the air, <laughs> looking down at the helicopter with this slightly puzzled look at what just happened. <laughs> and luckily for me, he landed somewhere on the roof of the Kronstadt building and not in front of it where there's a lot of tourists, oh, though that, of course, would have been interesting man. also. Man. And... Yeah, and now I've I've killed the two targets and I just have to leave. And I decided that, you know, taking the helicopter, that would be a bit too easy. It's just up there. So uh, I decided that I would use the secret uh, dolphin exit. <laughs> uh, what? Yes. There's, a, there's dolphins now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course there's secret exits. Let me guess. Let me guess, let me guess. You walk up to the water and you like whisper into your microphone, Martin. And then all of a sudden the <laughs> dolphins show up. It's like a UI hack that no one knows about. No, no, you can find the videos about how to do it online because, of course, uh, the community have found a lot of these secret exits. I think they have found all of them, of course. But the thing is that you need to have a fish equipped for it to be uh, possible to do. <laughs> and I hadn't uh, brought a fish but of course, the Kronstadt building is a former aquarium, and there are aquariums down there still. So oh. I go down there, and there are two security guards uh, just walking around, patrolling the area. And they stop in front of uh, one of the aquariums and have a brief talk. And, you know, I could knock them out, but instead I take my science gun and I shoot a couple of times at the, the aquarium class, and it shatters and it makes uh, the water spill out, and both guards fall over and be knocked out. So Man. now, now it's, those two are taken care of. So uh, unfortunately, there wasn't a fish in that tank. And there are quite a few tanks. So it took a few tanks and a bit of flooding to find out that it was in number seven <laughs> oh my that there was a fish that I needed. Just carnage, straight carnage. <laughs> so so uh, this is a six-star kill for sure. This is a seven-star kill. Yeah, for real. How, how did you only end up getting four stars? Uh, it was the Kronstadt mechanic that I chirped out. I hadn't uh, decided to put him in a box, so uh, mm, I got God. a bit lazy about that. Wow, that anyway, was amazing. Now I got the fish. I just bravo. Yeah, now I got the fish and I thought, you know, leaving on two dolphins, that's cool and all, but what's cooler is uh, leaving as a flamingo riding two dolphins. <laughs> so I went down to uh, the garage level and I knocked the flamingo mascot out with the fish, <laughs> took his uniform and went up to uh, the, in front of the Kronstadt building, there is this sculptures of silver dolphins. I saw those. Okay. And when you ha yeah. So when you have the fish equipped, only one of the fountains will spray water. And then when you run into that one, another one will spray water. So you run between those very quickly, and then the exit prompt will be at the center of the cool. fish, uh, the dolphins. And then when you exit it, super, uh, 47 will be riding two dolphins and doing like a Superman <laughs> pose, kind of. <laughs> and that was it. I love it. So, Bravo. Bravo. Well wow. done. That that was possibly one of the most impressive kills that we've had any time we've ever played a Hitman game. So yes. I have no idea how Mo's going to top this. Like, oh, zero idea. We're, we can just end it now. I just did a couple things. But, uh, <laughs> wow. I need to now discover some Easter eggs for the next episode that, or that something. That totally explains <laughs> the fish that I unlocked after completing that, that mission. Same, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of things that you you have to play the Hitman levels multiple times to find out, so... I feel like the Miami level is the one that you're like, I mean, I'm sure there's probably more, but this is the first time I've felt like there are just so many more paths that I could have take taken that I even, you know, realized um, that I, I, you know, feel compelled to go back and play multiple times. I, mean, I, I just want to know, like this Miami level to Mike's point seems enormous from like a footprint perspective. Is this level larger than anything that's in Hitman one? Uh, I think so, but it actually isn't the biggest level in Hitman 2. Ooh. But, uh, so there's bigger. Well, yes and no, <laughs> because <laughs> the biggest level is actually the first mission that you played. Oh. Though it doesn't seem like it. Oh, by like Because space. most of it's yeah. just closed off because you can't uh, enter those areas. But like footprint-wise, that's the biggest one. But uh, 
But uh, else, uh, Mumbai is really also up there, and yeah. I think that's like the fourth level. I can't so. wait. Mo. All right, Mo. All right. Take a crack at uh, what you what you attempted. For sure. So I am trying to redeem myself from the like the first <laughs> level, um, the like the intro level, because I felt like I rushed it, and I, I wanted to be the silent assassin as much as I could. Uh, I'm going to be giving you a lot of the strategies I use for whenever I play a Hitman game. And the first thing I essentially do is just recon. Go around the entire map, try to discover as many ways to like take down like the clients as possible. And then like once I kind of find one that interests me or I like, I'll like move forward from it. When I have a two target like game or a three target game, I'll try to ki- like kill one of them and see if I can find like an immediate way to do it. That way I can tackle the next one with more time because I'm on that time crunch where I want to finish it quick too. My mind's like, I need stars. How do I do it? <laughs> be quiet, do it quick, and um, maybe be fancy about it. Like try to find something unique to keep you entertained. So I, I love it. The first thing I do, um, I'm walking around just like uh, how Mike mentioned to the like the paddock where all the racing is happening. I'm trying to figure out like what to actually do. I'm trying to figure out some like some events that maybe pop up but nothing was coming out and i just wasn't able to connect any of the dots like i heard overheard hey you have to mess with the car or something so when mike mentioned it, i was like ah oh, i missed it that's exactly what i kind of wanted to do so i i left there and started exploring more and then i started playing with uniforms and trying to find the, the super user the one that can get me through most of the places untouched so i dressed up as a cook dressed up as a mechanic dressed up as a uh, race race car driver uh, and everything in between what i always love in these games is like the hierarchy between different uniforms and, and positions so like a event security guard is not as doesn't have as much clearance and power i guess as like kronstadt security so like to me that that's yeah. always very interesting to see like where does this costume actually get me if i'm a server can i get everywhere the answer is no but that that's always fun and mo it sounds like you figured out what the hierarchy was here more or less yeah they all kind of find, follow the same thing jacob if you have a security guard you can get through most things if you have the brown suit fancy security guard you can get through a lot more and so on and so forth um but it was a lot of just messing around i would dressed as a paramedic for some things but you know what let's just get started on how i got my first kill um i restarted the game and i tried to figure out hey i just went straight into like the the, the the race i went through like the entrance where the gate was so i was like i'm not going to do that let me just go left or right I go completely left and to the front entrance of the kronstad like facility like that landing area where the dolphins were and i saw a fancy guy in his suit i uh, sorry military garb and it said this is officer mendez like he's like meeting whatever an opportunity is about to emerge so I stand next to him, and he's talking about how last time he had a meeting with this uh, with this uh, Kronstadt guy, he left him and didn't visit him. Like, he left him waiting five hours, blah, blah, blah. But apparently, there's an appointment coming up where Kronstadt's going to show him his latest weapon system, the thing you guys were mentioning. Yep. Um, fast forward to how I take him down, because the first objective is to dress up as Mendez. So he goes to, like, the side to, I think, smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. I turn on, an, uh, uh, like, a generator thing. He walks in, a nice little bop on the head. Oh, you, you did it elegantly, unlike me. Yeah. Who I was just like, bop. No detection. That's the goal. No detection. So I take take him out um, and put him in, like, there's a little convenient bin, tossed him in there, dressed up as him. And now I almost have a super user suit because it seemed like he could go everywhere without being bothered. He can get through all the Kronstadt security pretty much. I walk up, I see the interaction, and he says, oh, Kronstadt will come see you soon. So I go to the location where the the demo is, where you can see, like, the dummies and, like, the one in the middle that can, like, shoot things, kind of. And uh, Kronstadt walks in, he starts talking about how this is the perfect soldier, you won't need anything, you can just show it some biometric data, and then it'll decide who's an enemy and who's not an enemy, just based off of a photo. And he's like, this is the best system ever. It works perfectly. Very Tony Stark confidence that my stuff works. Like, (laughs) I don't have issues kind of thing, which is like the whole thing with Tony. He's a genius kind of. So he's like, this is how it works. I just scan a photo of the dummy and it picks up a gun, shoots the dummy right in the head. And he's like, watch, look how confident I am. I want you to demo it. He tells me to go pick up cards on the table and scan anyone, whichever one I want. And he's standing in between them. And the, the robot shoots right in between. And I'm like, wow, cool. But how do I kill you? Because there's like four <laughs> guards in that room. So I'm like, okay, yeah, this is neat. And he's like, okay, I'm going to show you another facility. Takes me to another room. He's like, look at all this stuff. I'm like, okay, great. Can I kill you now? No no chance whatsoever. <laughs> As that's finishing up, um, he walks out. He's like, if you want another demo, let me know. And I'm like, okay. 
so I, I the, the like objective was missed essentially because I didn't really do anything. So I'm like, okay, I'm dressed up as this military guy, pretty much useless, walking down the staircase. I'm like, what did I do wrong? And then I walk past a magazine stand, and it's like, do you want to take a photo of uh, Kronstadt? Because he's the cover person on the actual magazine. So when you go up to it, he just rips off a piece of the photo of the front page. And I'm like, that's where I need to get it. Oh, my goodness. So I restart the game. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start exactly where I want. I go beeline for Mendez, get Mendez's suit, um, get through to the facility. As soon as he's standing there, I just scan his face. And this is something to what uh, 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 Morton was saying. So uh, Kronstad gets shot by the robot because I scan a photo of Kronstad. And everyone's like, whoa, it's uh, something broke. Oh, you mean Knox. Knox gets shot. Uh, Yeah, Robert Knox. Yes, Robert Knox. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Robert Knox gets shot by the robot, and everyone's like, oh my god, it was an accident. But it's like, if you just looked at the card I placed, it's a photo of Kronstadt. I literally (laughs) murdered it. (laughs) But I'm like, alright, cool. They're like, undetected, like, accident kill, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just walking along. Um, Before that, Jacob, when I missed my opportunity, I ended up following Knox around, and I noticed that he had one guard around him. So before I restarted, I kind of choked out the one guard, and then he walks out (laughs) to that patio balcony, and I kicked him over. And I'm like, oh, okay. But like Morton said, it's too easy. And that's when I restarted, and I started to do it the Mendez way, uh, to shoot him in the head with the the robot. So that happens. I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm going to save right now, because my first task is done, and I did it really quick. Um what I do from there is, okay, I have to somehow get, um, what's her name? Uh, Sierra, Sierra Knox. Knox. Sierra Knox. So I'm like, I have to somehow get it, but she's still racing around and I couldn't figure out like the, the gear thing. So I was like, I'll just walk around. I'll try to discover some new paths. I get to like the basement area of the Kronstadt building. Cause I remember I have the Mendez suit on and I discover a security room. I'm like, yes. These little cameras that have been recording me all day, every day, I'm going to delete the content on there. That way we're not scanned and I can get that bonus point. As- conveniently, it was right where I finished my, like, my, the, the Robert Knox murder. So I was two things at once. I get to the basement and this is where I see the mascot guy that Morton mentioned. And this is the situation that's set up. I'm walking into an, like an alley, not an alleyway, a hallway. And the mascot is looking down a hallway and he's like, hey, you, can you go pick up my keys? They're over there. So I say, okay, sure. So I start walking to the keys, and there's some guy who's been mugged and beat up, and he's like, someone stole yeah, my suit. Yeah, that was so weird. Yeah, he's like, someone stole my suit. Someone stole my suit. Meanwhile, the guy's down the hall. It's like, bro, turn around. Like, he's right there looking at you. <laughs> if you walk through the crowd, you actually hear some people explain what's what's happening. Um, and I believe he's a stalker. Um, <gasps> Makes sense. I, I believe the guy in the, the suit. Is that right, Morton? Is he a stalker? Uh, the guy who now has the flamingo suits. He's uh, he's trying to you know extortionate uh, Sierra Knox because he has yeah, certain right. papers yeah. about like so, selling them selling weapons. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Because so with that being said, when I first finish the security mission and I see the flamingo guy, the first thing I do is let me just follow his path. But I'm not. I don't know what this storyline is with this flamingo guy. So I'm just gonna continue on pace to find a way to kill Sierra. I'm not connecting the dots that he's gonna be a way for me to. Uh, take her down spoiler alert so i follow him and as i'm going through he checks a minivan for some documents i'm like what was that about he starts walking back around to like the medical facility and goes into like um, a courtyard that's outside past like the medical facility and i see him talking to the security guard there and the security guard lets him in while that's happening there's a medical um, mission like popping up saying hey do you want to use this mission and what i learn is sierra is taking some injections to, like to help her with pain and there's an opportunity where you can dress up as a doctor and you can inject her, but you have to find a lethal syringe to oh, do that. Man. So I'm like, okay, that sounds pretty interesting. Let me just kind of give that a shot. So I, <laughs> I finally, I find a medical suit and I walk in, I impersonate the, the, the medical officer. However, in order to get the costume for the medical, like the, the doctor, he's currently trying to get a, a urine sample from like a racing driver. And there was not enough time to like, get this guy like taken care of and take the suit from the from him so i found a suitcase and i was carrying it the whole time i had no idea what it was used for but i just wanted to carry the suitcase so i bopped the guy on the head and then i also bopped he noticed me first i was like shoot i was detected because the race car driver saw me bop the, the medical officer in the head yeah just uh, a quick note on how to get the race driver to to pee who can't um if you turn on the tap that's behind him 
Water flows. <gasps> it was right there. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh. That makes sense. I'm like, why is it? Because there's that, and then there's like a hook thing to like hurt someone. I'm like, okay, I can't use that. That's the Jacob method. I'm doing the Mo method. Uh, so that's good to know. So you turn on the tap to get, because this guy is having trouble peeing. But regardless, I knocked both of them out, and I was detected. And in my head, I'm like, I lost my bonus. I'm going to redo this, but let me just see what happens from here. As I'm waiting for uh, Sierra, she finishes the race. I go to like PA her on the system and say, paging Sierra Knox, like we want to do the, the treatment or whatever. When she's walking back, it's taking like four or five minutes. And I start tracking the map, like the world map. And I see that she's going into that courtyard where the mascot was the whole time while I'm waiting for her to like get to like my spot. And not only that, I get a little like a window pop up, glimpse, uh, like a glimpse of her pushing down the like mascot guy through like a ditch thing and they're alone i'm like whoa 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 they're together alone and i just walked past that mascot restart right after the security so i start at the security thing i'm like i'm i'm figuring out a way to get your costume because that's going to be like the way to <laughs> to do her like very easily and no one will see anything because in order to kill her as the doctor you're in like a hospital people can see like I, it just it wasn't fun so i, I kind of skipped it there dress up as the mascot make a beeline to that area to like that little urban mart not market like a, the outdoor uh garden area i get in there with the documentation that the guy was looking at in the minivan and he's like the guy tells me do you have the paperwork conveniently i did pick it up because i saw the mascot pick it up and he's like okay sierra will be with you momentarily <laughs> sierra eventually comes to mm -hmm. me right away into the thing and she's like do you have the documentation do you have the dirt on my father i want to make sure like it's not uh, something about like the incriminating information is in this thing. We walk around the facility by ourselves and she tells her guards, we need to talk quietly. This is sensitive information. And she's like, what you're going to do now is give me that documentation. And there's no ways around this. I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. I give her the documentation. She stands in front of that. Like, remember I told you there was a window that popped up where she pushed someone down like a garbage chute kind of thing. She's standing over it. And I went full like 300 Sparta and just front kicked her. <laughs> she falls through into the, the, the pit. And it's like, congratulations, Agent 47. I'm like, yeah. So I just, then I start running as a silly bird, as the flamingo guy, all the way through the crowd, all the way through the, uh, the front door, jump into the gate, open it, and I'm out of there perfect silent assassinations no one's seen me and it's not as fun as morton's kills but i enjoyed the heck out uh, of i it. give you a golf clap anyway but I, I, thank you think, thank you i think that that was thank worth you. it i i have one quick question and it's about the picture and picture stuff morton in the first game i don't remember was there the picture and picture or was that picture and picture stuff new in the second game that's uh, a new feature that was added in the second game uh, and contextually when does it kind of come up well it's uh, the level designers who set it up, like, uh, for example, if a body is found, then you're shown who it is that yeah. was found. Uh, if uh, a specific uh, action goes on, for example, like when he says that he needs the keys for the red van, it will show the red van so you know what you have to look for. Uh, it can also just be like uh, important events that they don't want you to miss. So you get an idea of where to go or use a key or something like that. There was also another feature I don't think we touched on that was, I, I don't know, I think it was pretty helpful. When you're walking in crowds now, there's that like invisibility mode that you're almost like within the shadows. Just like in that first level when we were in the grass, that same similar like functionality is in those giant crowds. So if people were staring at you and you were bad, you almost disappeared and didn't have the alert pop up. Yeah. Because if yeah, you're blending in, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and that's also that was also added to all the previous Hitman levels. So all new features are then oh, cool. backwards compatible. Oh, that's amazing. I, I really did love that no matter where I stepped, I knew whether I was trespassing, whether I was um like it just seemed everything seemed clearer. Um and, and I yeah, I, I felt like I was getting in less trouble because I knew where I stood with the people around me. Yeah, that was uh, one of the things when I started uh, is that I looked at a lot of uh, Twitch streams and like recordings like from Giant Bomb or Eurogamer or <laughs> Outside Xbox. Yep. And, you know, also speci specifically for like new players who are just starting out, they don't know anything about Hitman and, you know, see where do they run into trouble with the game. And one of them was that they didn't know when they were trespassing. A guard would spot them, and then they would freak out and run away and get shot. 
<laughs> that's not super fun. That sounds very familiar. Yeah. And another thing was uh, the attention indicator, like when a guard is about to spot you. Uh, before, it wasn't quite clear like how far it would have to fill up. It was just... Uh, it, was, it would show you the whole arc, and then there was a like a pointer in the middle of that, and that would grow. But it didn't show you like when is the maximum when he spots you. So we changed that so it's it expands outwards from the center and made it yellow so it really pops into your eyes uh, when you're walking around. It definitely does. Um, one thing I have to ask you, and it's it's more of a thank you if appropriate. Um, I want to know if your team is responsible for creating the arc on all of the screwdrivers that I've thrown in this game, because if you're responsible for <laughs> perfecting my arc, I have to say thank you. Uh, I think that's more uh, a more gameplay uh, that uh, that created like the throw mechanic, and then we just help. Uh, that was before my time, but uh, they created like the visualization of uh, where you throw stuff. Well, either way, thank you to, to your team in part for making my life in Hitman very easy. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing stuff is very satisfying in Hitman. It is. He never misses. He never misses, and he throws with such like velocity. He's like a he's like a NBA or not NBA MLB pitcher with how fast he throws. Legit, mm. legit. I I'm always stunned when I throw like a tin can or aluminum can at someone, and it just like disintegrates when it hits them, and it hits them with such force. Yeah. Now, since you are, uh, you didn't play it from when the game was released, uh, there was actually a bug about uh, throwing certain items that they would, uh, when they would, you would throw them, they would float slowly towards the target, and that was suitcases. <laughs> for some reason, the throw speed for those were slightly off. So actually, when you would throw it at someone and they would run away, then you would see the suitcase slowly following them. And when they would finally stop, it was like catch up to them and knock them out. A, a special homing suitcase. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a homing missile. Yes. It's like the, the horror, uh, horror movie, It Follows, that was just with suitcases. It's been fixed, but you can uh, unlock a certain suitcase in one of the escalation missions that still uh, moves slowly towards the target. Um, is there anything else y'all want to talk about about the Miami level before we close it off for this time? Mike, you've got you've got some fire to throw our way. Yes. So I look. I just feel like there were so many paths to follow in in this level more than I I felt in any Hitman level I'd pay, played previously, and it just seemed like th there was so many spaces, so much like level to to explore. Um, I found when um, you know, obviously, I wanted to get into the VIP because who doesn't want to be in the <laughs> VIP? Um, so once I found the mechanic suit actually allows you to get to just about all the VIP area, I, I went exploring and I overheard some people talking about how every year, um, blanking on her name. Sierra Knox. Sierra Knox. Sierra Knox and her rival after the race do shot for shot drinking <laughs> competition. And I was like, there's just there's too many places that, that you can take care of them in so many different ways to explore that. I realized once I had the mechanic suit that I could go into the pit crews and the garages of other race racing teams as well. Um, so I'm sure that, I mean, Morton, you, you already walked us through some of the ways that you could do it. But like there, there was just so many twists and turns at every corner. There was the whole subplot with the guy in the, in the suit trying to blackmail um, Sierra or the company. Um, there was the medic with the IV. Um, there were so many different ways to approach this um, that I was just kind of awestruck, and and I felt I felt it felt kind of sad that I could only really do one path for each of them. I really I wanted to complete multiple. So um, you know I, I feel like I say this a lot, but rarely do it. Um, but in this case, I I really do feel compelled to go back in and play it again. I guess one last note that I'd want to add to that is I think in crowd mechanics in games are often so clumsy, but I think they've done a fantastic job with like just crowd chatter as well and some of the things that you hear um, and how Agent 47 moves through the crowd. It just, yeah, it felt, it felt awesome. It felt true to life. 
um, in as much as I have experiences relevant to this. Yeah, you can't emphasize <laughs> enough. Like the replayability on the Hitman games is like second to none. There, there's so many paths. Like Mike was saying that I already know that I'm gonna go in eventually and do like a car like murder version to take down sierra because so I'm, I'm starting to watch formula one i'm starting to like like racing cars and now i'm like i'm going to try to figure out a way to do it just to connect those two yeah i don't know if you want me to spoil a few of the ways that you can also kill them or if you would rather find out for yourself maybe you should throw in like a little teaser like for example for the dolphin thing you just be like like dolphin and that's like <laughs> enough of a little hint to like what what is he talking about i have to go to the water fountain i have to look at it <laughs> well there is uh, an achievement that's called uh, the tree falls on the apple. Oh. Which is, uh, and it involves the two targets. So uh, that's uh, a specific way to take care of them both. That's uh, very clean. Okay. Very uh, cinematic in a way. <laughs> oh, but there's also like, uh, if you make Sierra win the race, uh, there are multiple ways to kill her while she's on the podium. There's uh, fireworks that will go off that you can, you know, adjust. And she might drink from the chalice or the trophy that she wins. That's uh, also a possibility. And, you know, <laughs> it changes her way to move around the level. It's so fun. There's also, like, weird spoiled food you can give out too, right? So it's not just, like, emetic rat poison. You can give out, like, expired spaghetti and make her do do the throw up or do the do the bad bad bathroom time (laughs) yeah tons of possibilities um next time we are jumping into the next mission which is the three-headed serpent mission uh that takes place in colombia so stick around for that next month uh morton again thank you so much for coming on the show today and walking us through uh the ways that you kill in a much more artisanal way than we do uh if there's anything you wanted to throw in there or add about uh, about this level about hitman 2 we'd love to hear it but otherwise let us know where let let the folks know where they can find you uh sure um additional things about uh hitman 2 like uh as you say the replayability like that's all about what the hitman games are about uh so going through a level once you'll only be scratching the surface of what's possible um we also try to make that a bit more clear when you now complete a level you you get shown like all of the challenges in this mosaic uh which both like uh shows you what you did but also you know emphasizes how much there's still to find in the level uh and it makes you feel good about the level even though you might not get five stars or whatever the basic score but uh like other features that was added uh, besides like hiding in tall grass and crowds there's the suitcase there's the picture in picture Ooh, just blanking out here what the new features are. There are, like, tons of them. Uh, but a lot of it is about, like, taking the Hitman game and, uh, like, making it better, I could say. Ah, that didn't really work out well. <laughs> uh, it's about... Um, it's taking the Hitman formula and, like, improving upon it and tweaking the small things that, you know, makes it more clear and accessible to people. Because Hitman can seem like a quite intimidating game for new players. There are a lot of systems, but uh, as Mo said, like, walk around, explore, and, you know, then uh, opportunities will pop up and you'll figure out how to, to go about getting close to your targets. Getting close to them and... Doing other naughty things to them as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Mike's face right now, let me tell you. Uh, Morton, uh, if, if folks want to find your work online, if they want to find you, where's the best place they can do that? Um, they can find me on Twitter at uh, Morton underscore Elgard. Uh, I also got a personal website called uh, builddestroy.com, which I haven't updated for several years and now as Xbox. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the two places that they can find me. Uh, one other place you can find Morton is in the Left Behind Game Club Discord. 
Uh, you can find the link to that at our website at leftbehindgame.club slash discord. We talk about video games. Uh, right now, we're talking about the Mass Effect, uh, Blasto plushie, uh, PlayStation Plus games, and more. Uh, again, leftbehindgame.club. You can find all things Left Behind Game Club at leftbehindgame.club, on Twitter at leftbehindclub, and on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. I have another podcast called Cutscenes. It is a video game movie podcast. Uh, we just wrapped up season two, and we'll be back with season three sometime in either 2020 or 2021. Mike, if folks want to find you and the website that you haven't updated, actually, you updated your website, right? I can't. I ah. It's updated. Yep. It's finally updated. Uh, you can find me on most social places online at RuflowM. Um, or michaelruflo.com or .ca, whichever you prefer. Um, and yeah, join me in the Discord. There's a ton of really cool people there um, who are always talking about great game deals and, and whatever's happening. So yeah, definitely join the Discord. Mo. So you can find me on almost all social media platforms at Emratati. I'm probably most active on the Discord server as well um, and on Instagram. Um, and yeah. And, and since he's here, he can actually take us home today. Michael. What do we say to him? And that, my friends, is one less game left behind.